fellow people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners, if you excuse the bad Yoda talk, movie guru I am and may the fourth er, force be with you. Star Wars Day it is today. And big Star Wars news, including yearly Star Wars movie flashback, later I have for you. <clears throat> Sorry about that, Yodi's speak is tough to do for long. Anyways, the iconic Aubrey Hepburn was born 94 years ago today. Today is also Lance Bass, Richard Jenkins, Shamik Moore, Will Arnett, country singer Ray Lynn, guitarist Mar- Mick Mars, and Randy Travis's birthdays. It's also the debut date for 2012's The Avengers, the 1984 John Hughes classic, 16 Candles. Yes, folks, that means 16 Candles is one year away from being 40. 2001's The Mummy Returns, 2010's TV show Luther, the 2021 Star TV show Star Wars The Bad Batch, and ugh, 2007's Spider-Man 3, which nobody speaks of. Now, I forgot to mention a lot of birthdays last week. First off, happy belated first birthday to my cousin Haim Engelman and his wife's Diana's son Gabriel, who turned one May 1st. April 29th marked Jackie McDowell's daughter Teddy's eighth birthday, and April 30th was, marked six years since Katie Soar's of Reading, Massachusetts, became a mother when her son Jack was born. My cousin Melinda McCabin's son, Matt McCabin, of San Rafael, California, turned nine May 2nd, which was also my friend Nikki Regan's birthday. Danny Kohavi's birthday was yesterday, May 3rd, and Claire Menzies' birthday was last Thursday. Happy belated birthday to all. Ole! Not only is tomorrow May 5th, single tomorrow, and Revenge of the Fifth Day, it's also singer Adele and actor Henry Cavill's birthdays and the debuts of 2006's Mission Impossible 3, 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2, and the 1977 TV show The Love Boat. Prince Harry's son, Archie, turns four May 6th, which also happens to be his grandpa, King Charles III's big coronation date. I want to wish my friends Dan McLeod, Lily Morin, and Nikki Regan, all of Hyannis, Massachusetts, best of luck on their loving life 5K run that day. May Cape Sports Special Olympics head coach Gail Capello's birthday is May 7th, a week before Mother's Day. She shares her birthday with actor Alexander Ludwig who just became a first-time father April 27th when his rainbow baby daughter, Lenny, decided to arrive four weeks early. May 7th is the debut date for Iron Man 2, 1999's The Mummy, 1997's The Fifth Element, and 2004's Van Helsing. WKKL General Manager Lisa Zinzia's son, Zachary Suka, turns an astounding 20 years old May 8th. My late cousin, Joey Engelman, has a heavenly birthday on May 9th. The Engelmans will never forget 
this fun-loving, wonderful, hardworking young man whose inner demons got the best of him in December 2019. The enormous Angle family still misses you and thinks of you, Joey. Hope you're having lots of ice cream up there with Goggy and Pops. He shares his birthday with actor Noah Centino and singer Billy Joel. I want to give an early birthday shout-out to my roommate Cassie Steinberg of Hyannis, whose birthday isn't until Wednesday, May 10th. She shares her birthday with my twin cousins, Eli and Moshe Engelman, Paige O'Hara, who voiced Belle in the animated Beauty and the Beast, and singer Bono. May 10th happens to be when the newest Muppet TV series, Muppet Mayhem, about the Electric Mayhem band, bows on Disney+. The Cape Cod Collaborative Arts Network, Cape Cod Can, wants to invite you for a fun three-day festival celebrating the arts, May 11th through 13th, 2023, at the Geyer Barn in Hyannis. There will be singing, art projects, a mindfulness play, and much more. For information on this fun event, visit artsonthecape.org backslash Cape Cod Can. As if under the invisible protection of a power star, the Super Mario Brothers movie continued to be unbeaten at the box office less than a month after it opened. Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Toad, and Bowser added 40 million mushrooms to its stateside total, leveling up its North American coin score to just over 490 million coins. Overseas... The video game adaptation scored an additional 68.315 million gold coins for a current overseas haul of 532.458 million coinage. The record-breaking juggernaut leveled up yet again this past weekend by surpassing the $1 billion in ticket sales in global tickets placing it amongst the top 10 highest-grossing animated films of all time. It's the first 2023 film to cross the billion-dollar club, and only the fifth film of pandemic era to cross it after Avatar, The Way of Water, Top Gun Maverick, Jurassic World Dominion, and Spider-Man No Way Home. It's currently now the third Illumination film to reach the milestone after Minions and Despicable Me 3. Warner Brothers' Evil Dead Rise stayed put in stack in place with 12.2 million scares, which was about halfway down from last week's 24.5 million bow. It's earned 42.1 million overseas and 86.5 million worldwide. Lionsgate coming-of-age comedy, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, the film adaptation of the beloved Judy Bloom 1970 book, took third place with $6.8 million. According to IMDb.com, a game cabinet is seen in the pizzeria early on in the film called Jumpman. The Mario character was first called Jumpman when... He first appeared in the 1981 Donkey Kong video game. But his name was changed to Mario as tribute to the landlord of Nintendo and of America's warehouses, 
Mario Segal. When Mario and Toad try to enter Princess Peach's castle, two Toad guards joke, "The princess is in another castle." This is a reference to the original Super Mario Brothers 1985 game, where Toad says, "Thank you, Mario, but our princess is in another castle." At the end of each world, Bar World Eight. I have some not so good news. Sorry, late night show fans. Your favorite shows may be dark for a while. For the first time in fifteen years, the thousands of Writers Guild of American Union members went on strike May second for better pay negotiations. ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live, CBS's The Late Show, Comedy Central's The Daily Show, and NBC's Tonight and Late Night have gone on hiatus. Work on the eighth and final season of Big Mouth and the anticipated season two of Good Omens have halt has halted as well. As did the writing for the third seasons of Showtime's Yellow Jackets. However, the second season of House and the Dragon already turned in its scripts, as did James Gunn's Superman Legacy, so they are safe from the strike. And Sunday's MTV movie and TV awards are still airing live. But Variety.com announced today Drew Barrymore has pulled out of her hosting duties to support the striking W. GA members, but she did promise to return as host for 2024, so the show will be hostless. Kevin Costner and his wife Christine Baumgartner's marriage is over after 18 years. Alas, not even a week after Netflix bowed season two of drama series Sweet Tooth. The streamer announced Wednesday the series has been renewed for a third and final season, which was already filmed in New Zealand. Sadly, 79-year-old Eileen Saki, known as the spirited owner of Rosie's Bar on the TV series Mash, died May 1st. Canadian rock, I mean folk singer-songwriter Gordon Lightfoot who's best known in the States for his songs The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, Sundown and If You Could Read My Mind, also went to the performance stage in the sky that day as well. Sad, but life must go on. Tennis world champ Serena Williams, who stepped away from tennis last year to grow her family, and model and entrepreneur Charlie Kloss both stepped out on Monday star-studded Met Gala red carpet with very a uh, very noticeable accessory baby bump the two women are both due with their second kids this year class and her hubby joshua kirshner have a two-year-old son levi while williams and her husband alexis have a five-year-old daughter named olympia you know how last year I announced Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe, just became a dad? Well, April 30th, news came from 32-year-old Bonnie Wright, who played his on-screen love interest, Ginny Weasley, in the Harry Potter films. She is also entering the first-time parents club. The Greenpeace advocate and author and her husband, Andrew Lococo, whom she wed on March 19, 2022, are due with their first child later this year. Dancing with the Stars 
Lindsay Arnold just announced that her second daughter arrived yesterday, May 3rd. Now, there were a few things that broke from last week's CineCon in Las Vegas, Vegas after my podcast. First off, get ready to return to Panem 64 years before the Lionsgate's Hunger Games films. Lionsgate revealed the first trailer and second poster for the anticipated Hunger Games prequel spinoff, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Based on the 2020 Hunger Games prequel, the film starring Tom Blythe, Rachel Zegler, whose birthday happened to be yesterday, Peter Dinklage, and Viola Davis arrives November 17th. IndieWire.com stated April 27th, Step aside, trolls. Rihanna is here to slay as a smurf. With Universal's animated musical Trolls franchise going strong with the upcoming Trolls band together, Paramount Pictures, during Thursday's cinema presentation, unveiled an Untitled Smurfs animated film starring Oscar-nominated Grammy winner Rihanna as Smurfette. Rihanna is creating and performing original music for the film and also serving as producer. The Smurfs movie will debut in theaters Feb 14, 2025 from Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon Movies. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 will now arrive two days earlier than planned. The action film, which finally finished filming after three long years of production earlier this week will arrive in theaters July 12th. The Paramount CinemaCon panel revealed last Thursday concept art and release dates for the 2025 Avatar The Last Airbender and SpongeBob films. Featuring the Avatar gang in their late 20s to early 30s, the first animated Avatar film arrives October 10th, 2025. It will be set sometime after the end of the original series and the start of Avatar, The Legend of Korra. SpongeBob SquarePants' next theatrical adventure, the SpongeBob movie, Search for SquarePants, arrives on theater shores May 23, 2025. A SpongeBob spin-off film titled Saving Bikini Bottom, the Sandy Cheeks movie, arrives on Netflix sometime in 2024. Moving on from CinemaCon, it was announced recently that a sequel to 2004's Dodgeball, A True Underdog Story, is coming with Vince Vaughn reprising his role. Not to mention, Sylvester Stallone is starring in a cliffhanger reboot. Eh, what's this, Dak? Collider.com announced yesterday, Bugs Bunny is preparing for a major comeback, as Robert Rugen has announced he has been hired by Warner Brothers to write a new live-action animation hybrid movie featuring the beloved Looney Tunes character. The project hasn't been officially announced by the studio, so there's plenty of information still yet to come regarding any plot details or casting information. Rugen has previously worked in The Curse of Bridge Hollow and Alice's Misadventures in Wonderland, and now he's getting ready to redefine the iconic bunny for the new decade. There are decades worth of history when it comes to Bugs Bunny, as the leader of the Looney Tunes has been featured in countless projects since he made him, ever since he made his debut in 1938. 
the last time the Warner Brothers wascally famous Wabbit was on the big screen with his Looney Tune pals was with LeBron James in 2021 Space Jam A New Legacy, which we don't speak of. But this time, the famous carrot-chomping wisecracking rabbit is getting his own solo film. About time, really, because he's been entertaining the audiences for 85 long years. It's almost time to return to Planet Arrakis. Dune fans, the first trailer for the epic conclusion to the two-part Dune film series dropped Wednesday. Starring Timothy Chalamet, Austin Butler, Florence Pug, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Christopher Walken, Rebecca Ferguson, Dave Bautista, Charlotte Ramping, Zendaya, and many others. Dune Part 2 Spices at Movie Theaters on November 3rd, 2023. So much for that move. After being on Disney Plus for one season, the 32nd season of Dancing with the Stars will move back to ABC where it rightfully belonged. Happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th, I mean the 4th, be with you. As tradition, I'll be doing two Star Wars films for history. But first, some news. The late Carrie Fisher, who played the franchise's iconic Princess Leia, got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame today. Her star is placed in front of the Al Capitan Theater, just a few feet away from Mark Hamill's star and across the street from her late, late legendary mother, Debbie Reynolds, who passed a day away a day after her. Her daughter, Billy Lord, accepted it on her behalf. A well-deserved honor for an honored space princess. Of Star Wars and Fortnite crossovers coming in the future. Lego revealed six new Star Wars Lego sets just in time for Star Wars Day. And the season three finale of The Mandalorian. And a certain 1983 Star Wars film I'll be getting to next. They happen to be the Endor Speeder Chase Diorama, Pirate Snub Fighter Lego set, which lets one build a ship from The Mandalorian Season 3 with working stud shooters, Emperor's Throne Room Diorama Lego set from The Empire Strikes Back with a rotating throne, nearly two-foot-long X-Wing Starfighter Lego set, Battle of Endor Heroes Blockheads Lego set, and the Mandalorian Fang Fighter vs. TIE Interceptor Lego set. As it is Star Wars Day, and it hyperjumps to its 40th anniversary in exactly three weeks from today, it's only right I talk about the final film in the original Star Wars trilogy, May 25th, 1983's Star Wars Episode VI Return of the Jedi. The sixth chronological Skywalker saga film and the third film to be made. The epic space opera, the sequel to Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, stars Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Peter Mayhew, Frank Oz, Billy D. Williams, David Prowse, Kenny Baker, Anthony Daniels, among many others. Set a year after the events of The Emperor Strike Back 
After rescuing Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt, the Rebels attempt to destroy the second Death Star. While Rebels turned hero Jet, Rebel hero turned Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker struggles to bring his father Darth Vader back from to the light side of the Force. It originally made three hundred seventy-four million dollars during its time in theater galaxy, 1983's highest-grossing film. But multiple re-releases over the decades ballooned its total gross to $475 million. According to IMDb.com, it takes place five years before The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett uh, shows. Mark Hamill is actually digitally DH in both TV shows to reprise his role as a younger Luke Skywalker around 28 years old. And Alan Rickman was actually considered for the most of Jet Off role. He comes from the same country and was born on the exact same day as Anthony Daniels. Another Star Wars film involving the Death Star is the first Star Wars anthology film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, with Mad Mickelson, Felicity Jones, Ben Mendelsohn, Diego Luna, Johnny Jen, Gian Webb, Forrest Whitaker, Alan Tudyk, and Donnie Yen. The December 11, 2016 epic space opera is a direct prequel to the original Star Wars film. Set a week before that film's event, it centers on a group of rebels who band together to steal the plans of the Death Star, the Galactic Empire's most powerful weapon. The tone was vastly different from the normal Star Wars film. And it doesn't even have the traditional Star Wars opening crawl or screen wipes. It was released just 11 days before Carrie Fisher's unexpected death and made over 1 billion space units worldwide. 2016's second highest grocer. It got two Academy Award nominations for Best Sound and Best Visual Effects. A two-season spin-off prequel series, Andor, debuted its first season on Disney Plus September 21st last year. The less said about the second Star Wars anthology film, 2018 solo Star Wars story, the better, in my opinion. According to IMDb.com, this is the first Star Wars film to introduce locations with on-screen captions. Speaking of Star Wars, Disney Plus lots of new Star Wars-related projects to its streaming universe today. This includes The Simpsons' latest Star Wars crossover, Maggie Simpsons in Rogue Not Quite One, and the second season of the Star Wars Vision Shorts Anthology season. It has nine new Star Wars shorts from nine studios across the globe, including Cartoon Saloon from Ireland, Ardmond from United Kingdom, that's the studio behind Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run, and Punk Robot from Chile. The Star Wars Young Young Jedi Adventures, the first full-length animated Star Wars series aimed at younger viewers, starring Jamala Avery Jr., Emma Berman, Juliet Donfield, and Dee Bradley Baker, arrived on both Disney Plus and Disney Junior today. 
set centuries before the main Star Wars series. It follows a group of younglings in the High Republic era as they learn the ways of the Force, including patience, self-discipline, teammate, I mean, teamwork, and compassion to become Jedi Knights. Speaking of space adventures, coming to theaters May 5th is the anime adventure sci-fi film Guardians of the Galaxy Vol 3, starring Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Karen Gilligan, Will Poulter, Zoe Saldana, Chuck Witty Iwuji, Elizabeth Debicki, Maria Balakova, and Sylvester Stallone. In Marvel Studios, the Guardians of the Galaxy Vol 3, our beloved band of misfits are looking different these days. They are adjusting to life on nowhere when Rocket's past resurfaces and the high evolutionary is out for his head. Peter Quill must rally his team around him to defend the universe on a dangerous mission, along with protecting Rocket. But this mission could lead to the team dissolving if they fail. According to IMDb.com, this will be the first MCU film to have an uncensored use of the F-bomb. And before Will Poulter was cast as Adam Warlock, Reggie John Page and George McKay were considered for it. The Warlock character was meant to appear in the previous film, but was cut out since director-writer James Gunn felt the film had too many characters, so he'll appear in this film. Counterbalancing the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie in, in wide release May 5th, is the romantic rom-com is the romantic romantic is the romantic comedy drama Love Again starring Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Sam Hugan and Celine Dion playing a fictionalized version of herself in her very first film role. Mira Ray is struggling to cope with the recent death of her beloved fiance and unintentionally sends a series of romantic texts to his phone num- old phone number. But she doesn't know the number's been reassigned to journalist Rob Burns' new work phone. As a writer, Rob feels drawn to the truthfulness in Mira's beautifully written text, re- beautifully composed text. When he's, compo- when he's tasked with writing a feature about famous singer Celine Dion, he seeks her help in finding a way to meet Mira in real life and ultimately win her affection. With Harry Belafonte's Passing Tuesday, it seems only right to look back at the film that popularized his catchy Calypso-based songs, Deo, the Banana Boat song, and Jump the Line. The one, the only, Beetlejuice. The Tim Burton fantasy horror comedy starring Michael Keaton, Jeffrey Jones, Gina Davis, Catherine O'Hara, Sylvia Sidney, Alec Baldwin, and, and Winona Ryder first spooked audiences on March 30th, so it's about, so it just turned 35 years old. The 73.7 million best makeup winner focused on a recently dead ghost couple who find their now empty home invaded by an obnoxious family. After trying unsuccessfully to rid 
get rid of them themselves, they had to hire a conniving, sly bioexorcist named Beetlejuice from the Netherwood, who tries to scare them away, the new inhabitants, permanently. The quirky story has become a cult fave, spawning an animated TV series, burden produced, and a planned unmade sequel, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. A real sequel is finally in the works. There was a Broadway play that premiered in 2019 that unfortunately, due to COVID-19, was killed, was sent uh, to the Broadway play Netherworld in January. However, the play is currently on a natural tour. According to IMDb.com, Wes Craven was actually the first one choice to direct, and Burton feared the Dale portion wouldn't go over well, since in his mind, it wasn't very funny. But he was, he was wrong. Audience love it, and think of it as one of the film's most famous scenes. And the title character, Beetlejuice, really doesn't even appear until 25 minutes into the film, and only appears in less than 20% of the film in the, as a whole. And Michael Keaton only spent two weeks filming. But that's not all, Beetlejuice fans. MovieWeb.com confirmed yesterday the long gestating sequel to Beetlejuice 2 was officially announced by Warner Brothers. And Danny Elfman is perhaps more than a little excited, more excited than anyone for production to get started. The original film, released in 1988, was directed by Tim Burton and written by Michael McDowell and Warren Scarron. Michael Keaton, Nona Ryder, and Gina Davis led the cast, while Danny Elfman provided the music. One of the many, one of many of the composer's collaborations with Burton, Elfman has addressed the now confirmed sequel in a new chat for Deadlines: The Process. He verified that he'll be personally involved, and while that presumably means working on the music. Elfman also looks forward to just being on set to watch Burton back in action, bringing another Beetlejuice story to life. It's been reported that Keaton is expected to return as Beetlejuice. Fan would undeniably revolt if that wasn't the case. But Elfman seems to confirm the actor's return as well. He mentioned how someone had asked him about Keaton's return after all these years, and Elfman noted how, thanks to the beauty of Hollywood FX and movie magic, the character really won't look any different now than he did back in the late 1980s. There's also no word yet on who else might be returning from the original film for Beetlejuice 2. While ba- Alec Baldwin has ha- been dealing with some legal problems lately, his career seems to be getting back on track in Hollywood. So return is theoretically possible. Appearances from other stars like Gina Davis and Winona Ryder also seem like they could happen though nothing's been made official at this point. The rumor mail has also put forth the name Jenna Ortega of Wednesday in Scream as someone up for a main role. According to rumors, she's up for playing the daughter of Ryder's character from the original film. Keep in mind, no casting aside from Keaton has really been said. Hear ye, hear ye. Making her royal Netflix debut today is the Bridgerton spin-off Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton Story, starring Golda Rachevelle, Ajoa Ando, Michelle Fairley, 
and Ruth Gamel, the dramatic limited series is a prequel spinoff that centers on young Queen Charlotte's rise to power and how her love affair with King George set the stage for the Bridgerton stories. Variety.com announced May 2nd, it's time to lace up your kicks. Ben Affleck's Air will be available to stream on Prime Video beginning May 12th. Air debuted April 5th on more than 3,500 screens, which marked an unprecedented theatrical release for Amazon, as the studio affirmed its billion-dollar commitment to making movies for the big screen. The film is produced by Amazon Studios, Skydance Sports, Mandalay Pictures, and is the inaugural project from Affleck and Matt Damon's artist, Equity. Directed by Affleck from a script by Alex Covery, Eric tells the true story of how Nike's basketball division signed then-NBA rookie Michael Jordan into a historic partnership that revolutionized the world of endorsement deals with the creation of the Air Jordan brand. Damon stars as Nike executive Sony Vaccaro, who scouted Jordan for the deal, with Affleck as Nike co-founder Phil Knight and Viola Davis portraying Jordan's mother, Dolores. At the NBA Legends' request, Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker, Chris Messina, Matthew Maher, Marlon Wayans, Gustav Sarsgaard, and Julian Tennant round out the all-star ensemble cast. Two recent hit-marked sequels have announced their DVD dates. John Wick Chapter 4 arrives in style on the DVD shelves June 13th, while Scream 6 will slash and hack its way to DVD and Blu-ray July 11th. And finally, two sports comedies arrive on DVD this week. First up is the February 3rd, 2023 sports comedy, 80 for Brady. The film, which made 39.1 million touchdowns, stars the talents of Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, Tom Brady, and Rob Gronkowski. It is inspired by a wild but true story of four elderly best friends and New England Patriot fans. Feeling tired of the same boring routine, the big Tom Brady fans decide to take a risk. They're going to watch the hero and the rest of the Patriots play in Super Bowl 51 in Houston as they go on the spontaneous trip without even entry tickets or a plan. The besties will do all they can to get into the game and see their hero. Chaos follows, though, as they navigate the wilds of the biggest sporting event in the country. And then there's the March 10th sports comedy Champions, with Woody Harrelson, Caitlin Olsen, Cheech Marin, and Ernie Hudson. It's an English-language remake of the 2018 Spanish film of the same name. Marcus is a hot-headed minor league basketball coach on his way to coach in the NBA, but he gets himself in major hot water. Part of his community service requirement is managing a team of players with intellectual disabilities. He soon realizes that together this film, this team can go further than they ever imagined, and they find themselves in a hot fight for a top for a spot to compete in a special olympics tournament according to imdb.com the players of the basketball team are real 
disabled actors. And this happens to be Ernie Hudson's second movie about baseball, basketball after 1995's The Basketball Diaries. That's all for this week's news. Folks, tune in tomorrow to, for flashback fun for two royally famous films. But until we meet again, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.